Smart, excellent, practical, useful, approachable. This is how our attendees have described eBrandCon, the leading industry event for employer branding strategies. They say reputation is everything. As an employer, your growth depends on it. Companies with positive brands get twice as many applications as companies with negative brands, and they spend less money on employees. So don't waste any more time or money. Execute a solid EB strategy now. eBrandCon offers leading best practices that will advance your strategy development and execution. Be there. May 22nd through the 24th, San Diego, California. Go to employerbrandingstrategies.com and register with link 15. Hey, Sun It's Jorgen Sundberg here with the Employer Branding Podcast by Link Humans, London's Employer Branding Agency. Now, what's the best source of talent attraction and retention at your company? I bet it's your own employees, your people. This week, we're speaking to a pharma giant that has a very strong human focus in its employer brand activation. Let's start the show. John Graham, how are you doing? I'm very well, Jorgen. Thanks for asking. How are you? Very good, thanks. So uh, please let us know who you are and what you do. Who I am? Well, uh, an employer brand evangelist, uh, authenticity activator at scale, uh, and I happen to do social and digital strategy for a uh, well-known pharmaceutical company called Merck and Co. Inc. Great. And uh, how would you describe the, the culture inside Merck? So I, th- I think it's, a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's one of those questions that you know, any company culture varies, you know, not only, you know, from floor to floor in an office building, but country to country and so forth. But I'd say that the unique and consistent thing about Merck's culture, MSD outside of the U.S., is that it's one of extreme uh, uh, inventiveness, uh, just a passion for, for science, uh, ethics, and integrity. I think those are some of the common, common themes of our culture. And so the company is is a pharmaceutical giant, and uh, what what is the mission? What's the purpose of of uh, the business? Yeah, so as an organization, uh, we are focused on uh, discovering uh, you know products that that help to save and improve lives around the world. Yeah, yeah. And what uh, what made you join the company, and what keeps you there? Yeah, so I'm I'm a bit of an anomaly in that uh, I'm not career pharma, uh, not career HR, nor am I career recruiter. Hmm. Um, but I was I was specifically plucked uh, um, because of a need to be in social to recruit critical talent, and so um, so I think I was a referral internally um, when a new role came came to be. And, uh, you know, the stars aligned and, and this was the perfect opportunity for me to combine passion and profession. Um, and so I think that's what keeps me here is, is the fact that, you know, a massive organization like Merck recognizes this need to be in social because that's where talent is congregating. 
and also, you know, admitting that they didn't have expertise within. So, so to find somebody like myself, who's, you know, a bit of an anomaly, I think is, it speaks volumes to the company and its vision to, uh, to be different and do different. You, you mentioned uh, critical talents, and you were brought in to, uh, yeah. to attract these people on social and so on. What are the talent challenges that uh, Merck faced with? Yeah, well, I think pharma industry wide, we're competing for a very limited talent talent pool in certain areas. Uh, you know that that our business deems as you know critical. So, if you think about oncology talent, um, you know, tech mm. talent. Uh, as IT uh, and digitization, or digitalization is, is a main focus. You know, we're competing not only with pharma, but also with tech companies, right? And so, um, so I think what it comes down to is we're all fighting in a in a war for for not only talent but also a war for attention. Uh, you know, and 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 we're all leveraging similar tools, so we have to to find ways to to stand out, uh, differentiate, and really uh, attract. Uh, these these limited talent uh, these talent these people in talent pools that are very limited. So, uh. yeah. So it's interesting because I guess people have different opinions on pharma companies. You know, big pharma, you know, good mm-hmm. or bad. Does being a pharma company do you find that helps or hinders talent attraction? Yeah, so it, it really depends, right? So if you're if you're in the sciences, uh, you know, and 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 you're aware of you know most of the major pharma companies, then our name sort of rings bells. Uh, our challenge is name recognition outside of those uh, those areas where you know outside of those sciences like um, you know chemistry, um, you know bioengineering, and so forth, where where we we don't really have a problem with getting our name out there. The issue. Um, really becomes how do we how do we pop up in, on people's radars um, who who aren't familiar with pharma who aren't familiar with um, you know Merck's legacy um, you know and that's that's sort of where I came in in helping to raise awareness through our employer brand strategy and, and our content marketing strategy uh, amongst uh, talent pools outside of the, the norm. But it's interesting because you're you're one of these people yourself. Well, did did you know Mark? Mm-hmm. Did you know what Mark did when you were approached? Uh, I was I was loosely aware, only because my mother had done some uh, some some uh, contracting work with Merck uh, as a consultant. So, um, but beyond that, no. I mean, it's it, it's tougher for Merck because we no longer have a consumer consumer products division for the most part. So we're we're mainly um, healthcare provider focused. Uh, you mm. know, and, uh, so, so yeah, I mean, you have, you know, some of our competitors who have very strong consumer brands that, that help with name recognition. Right. Um, yeah. You know, well, I, I guess in one way from a, from an employer brand perspective, from a measurement perspective, at least, you know, you won't get, be confused with consumer brands out there. <laughs> so uh, exactly. So you yeah. can you can you can move the needle, uh, but uh, yeah. So t- talk to us about the employer brand strategy. What what does it look like, and how do you activate it? Yeah, so so that was a really fun process. Uh, we we started uh, gathering data and, and really starting to formulate our strategy in the early parts of 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we spent a, a significant amount of time understanding what best in class look like uh, from consumer brand standpoint um, 
because we really, you know, aside from some of our competitors who've, you know, I think we only had maybe one, one or two who had, um, you know, a track record of employer brand success, uh, you know, over the course of maybe the last 10 to 15 years. So, so we really leveraged a lot of the learnings from, from brands outside of pharma, uh, worked with outside vendors, uh, you know, did the market landscape, uh, testing, developing our EVP through internal voice surveys and so forth. And, uh, and worked with our, uh, our recruitment marketing partner, um, uh, Shaker uh, Recruitment Marketing to, to develop an employer brand and EVP that was authentic to, uh, to the American Embassy experience. Uh, and we, we launched in, in April of 2017, uh, officially, um, and, uh, and that was U.S. launch, and then we launched uh, globally in May. So our employer brand strategy is, is enterprise-wide. Uh, and the work I do supports over 92 countries specifically. So it's um, it's uh, it's been nothing short of stellar uh, from from soup to nuts and, and, and launch and now optimization and further uh, uh, localization. Yeah, and uh, talk to us about uh, the EVP. Is there an overriding people promise tagline, and do you have any pillars that underpin this? Yes, absolutely. So. Uh, our, our employer brand tagline is Invent, Impact, Inspire. And it's really this, uh, you know, this 360-degree loop of, of uh, you know, invention, uh, making an impact and inspiration, which leads to further invention and so forth, and that continuous uh, cycle there. But uh, we do have four pillars um, that, that sort of anchor our employment value uh, proposition. Uh, and that's our exceptional reputation and image uh, in the biopharmaceutical space. Um, uh, a culture of applied inquiry, um, which I think speaks to some of the ethos I was, was mentioning earlier around the culture. Uh, work that changes things. Right? So not just this concept of coming in and doing humdrum work, but, but really having an, uh, a genuine connection from, um, from the work you do and all the way to the results. And then lastly, a disciplined fearlessness, um, this, this concept that we, you know, we do some very uh, important work to the lives uh, of people who, who, who need our products. And so, um, you know, I think it requires this, this boldness, right? And that's something that we look for um, across the board in, in all the work we do. Great. And if you would pick out one thing that's truly unique, you know, if we stack you up against your talent competitors, what would be the, the, the mm -hmm. one thing from the EVP that's really unique? So I think, I think this, this concept of inspiration or inspire, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we see this, uh, you know, I've, I've traveled um, pretty extensively to, to some of our other business units around the world. And I think consistently, uh, I meet some of the most inspiring people and not necessarily just for the work they do, but more so for the human experience that they bring to their work. Uh, and that's really become the crux of our, of our uh, success. I think as far as that, you know, we have 68,000 employees worldwide. And the reality is each of those employees carries a significant story. Um, and it's really my job to help, you know, provide a platform to tell those stories. So, so inspiration is really, it drives not only our content, it drives, uh, you know, the, the work that we do uh, that, that ends in, you know, patients, uh, you know, being able to, to, to leverage our products to, uh, to either save or improve their lives.
Great. And uh, so uh, talk us through the, the, the activation, the communication, and, and this platform that you, you talk about, um, you know, leveraging the stories and so on. What, what does it look like uh, to, uh, to uh, mm-hmm. someone checking you guys out? Yeah, so uh, we're the expression of our employer brand strategy is, uh, is, is primarily through our um, presence in social. And so we're, we're quite active on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And, uh, you know, if we're talking about Asia Pacific, WeChat, Line, and so forth. But mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, uh, we have, you know, several, several series of content that we do on a consistent basis. Um, you know, things that promote thought leadership and, and, and um, sharing the authentic perspectives, subject matter expertise, passions, and so forth of, uh, of leaders around the organization, but also, um, you know, everyday, um, everyday experiences that impact uh, the work that we do or, or our personal lives. Um, we, we really have a strong focus on user-generated content um, because we realize that, uh, you know, from an authenticity standpoint, people don't respond very well to, you know, the, the polished, uh, you know, content that's done uh, at a corporate level, which, um, <clears throat> you know, and I think this is just general uh, social media uh, anyway, is that, you know, people, people connect with people. Yeah. And, uh, and the content needs to reflect uh, that reality. And, and so, you know, we, we encourage our employees to bring prospective candidates, you know, behind the curtain, as it were, and, and into the day in the life and, and providing slice of life content through uh, user generated. Um, but I mean, you know, everything from live events and, and, and recruiting events where we're capturing content to, uh, to spotlight series of employees for various heritage months uh, that enable, um, you know, our employee base to, to, you know, share and and express their culture and things that are important to them as well. So, uh, very much, uh, employee centered, employee centric and, uh, and their, and their stories as a means of talent attraction. And uh, when you mentioned, you mentioned the user generated, how does that work technically? Is it, Mm. do you get employees to share themselves and maybe using a hashtag and you pick it up from there or do they send content to you and you then share it on the official channels? Yeah. So it's a bit of both. Um, We we do have hashtags that we, uh, that we leverage pretty consistently um, uh, at Merck. I'm inspired the hashtag or at MSD Uninspired, depending on where you reside in the world. Uh, and so we're able to, you know, to monitor and listen uh, for activity around those hashtags. But uh, we've set up uh, a structure that enables local market content in every region of the world that we, uh, that we operate in to, to flow through what we have as regional content leaders. And so there are members of our talent acquisition team who serve as points of content for um, for their regions and the client bases that they serve at local market levels. And so <clears throat> they they have content flow through to them uh, and they are well versed in our policies and our guardrails and guidelines and so forth and our governance model so they can, you know, sort of act as quality assurance before content flows to our global channel um, uh, through our global channel process uh, when it, where it then gets calendared and then published. 
Great. Okay. And uh, so to me, the, the pharma industry is fairly traditional and seen as perhaps not, you know, cutting edge in terms of marketing. So I mean, it's, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, compliance and regulation going on as well. So I understand that. Sure. Uh, sure. Talk to me about uh, personal branding and you know, if, if you provide and, or encourage employees to, to use social, uh, you know, both for, for business and you know, to brand themselves. Mm-hmm. That's a really good, really good question, Jorgen. Um, personal branding is, is a personal favorite of mine, honestly, and it's uh, something that I do extensive trainings on as a means of supporting uh, the employer brand strategy. <clears throat> and so when you think about, um, you know, people, uh, employees being the best source of, uh, of, of attracting talent because they have access to networks of people who are either, you know, within the fields or industries that we're, um, we're actively recruiting through, uh, recruiting for, then it's, it's really incumbent upon us to help uh, provide tools to our employer, employee base to improve their personal brands through visibility on social channels that they participate on. So, for instance, LinkedIn, we we take um, we take uh, you know our employee base through um, you know how to upgrade your upgrade and update your personal profiles to stand out. Um, you know, and that's everything from headline writing to um, uh, you know professional headshots and you know, compelling story narratives uh, as your summary uh, to content strategy and really getting down to the core of who you are as a person, right? So when you asked me who I am, I didn't just default to my job title because mm. that only tells you so much. And so we, we, we really train on, on people discovering what, it, what value they, they add to the world. And in so doing, then it helps to better uh, tailor content to their networks uh, based on that. So it's, it's really a, a transformative uh, process that we take them through in terms of personal brand as a means of expressing the employer brand uh, and giving them the tools to be effective in that manner. Great. Okay. And uh, so you mentioned there um, uh, referrals and perhaps you know, attracting friends, family, and so on to, uh, <laughs> to work for the company. What is your best source of hire in terms of all the different mm. Yeah. So, so what we've seen uh, really uh, turn results fairly quickly was, uh, you know, employee activation, right? Mm-hmm. This concept of employee advocacy and employee ad- uh, ambassadorship. And so, you know, recently I was in Ireland uh, doing some, uh, some activation work. And, you know, once, once the employees are, un- you know, are aware of what they can and, and can't do in social, uh, you know, you give them sort of the, the guardrails and once they, you know, it's almost like watching a flower bloom right in front, right in front of you. Um, and so what we've seen is uh, once they've been given that confidence uh, and clarity on policy and so forth, then they start capturing day-to-day culture. And uh, one example of that was uh, we had one woman in Ireland at one of our uh, manufacturing sites who uh, once, once she went through the training, uh, in the presentation, uh, the very next day, she was posting content uh, from, you know, just around the office, around the uh, site, and some of the beautiful scenery around the site. And within eight hours, she had 2,000 views on a video and three people inboxing her asking, you know, how, how can they apply uh, <laughs> for roles at, at the location? And so, you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, our employees are the best uh, sources of, of talent uh, throughout the organization. 
Great. Okay. And throughout your journey there with Merck, have you got any hard lessons that you can share with us? Mm. Hard lessons. Well, I think, you know, when you activate a global strategy, you're never going to know everything up front. Uh, and so there's a lot of discovery um, around what works culturally or what works in different cultures and what, you know, what doesn't, um, you know, me operating out of the U.S., I, I obviously operate from a very U.S.-centric model in terms of social and content strategies. But, you know, there's things that we came to understand in terms of, you know, uh, maybe local or native languages will uh, play, you know, fare better in, in certain markets uh, on certain channels versus, you know, an English standard. Um, you know, learning the the country level regulations around what can and cannot be shared, what levels of consent are required for content and so forth. Right. So, so I think these are the lessons that you you know once once you sort of build the muscle, you you develop stronger contacts and relationships and understanding the local culture and policy. Um, you know, you, you get better um, better content for templates to go into other regions and, and sort of uh, you know preempt uh, some of the challenges. So if we look at your uh, tech stack, what, uh, what, helps yeah. you, what helps you on a, on a daily basis? Uh, what can I not live without? Well, my, my, my mobile phone for, uh, for starters, but, mm -hmm. uh, but I'd say uh, some critical ones are our content marketing uh, management tools. Um, um, you know, we, we, lever we leverage several, uh, not only for calendaring and publishing, but also uh, analytics. So, um, you know, we use things like Social Studio, um, Unmetric, uh, Sprout Social. I mean, you can drop names <laughs> at <laughs> in here, but I think, but I think those are those are some of the some of the major tools. Um, you know, outside of email and instant message and text, right? Um, yeah. Do, do you have an internal social network at all? We do. We do. We leverage uh, Microsoft Yammer, uh, mm. which went on, which went uh, online. I think uh, towards the end of last year, 2017, uh, which has been tremendous. I mean, we've uh, in in the first month of uh, 2018, we brought on I think around 30 new uh, thought leadership contributors just by putting out a post in Yammer. So, um, highly recommend uh, you know leveraging internal networks. Um, and internal tools for crowdsourcing uh, talent and content. Interesting. Great. And yeah. uh, the million dollar question, how do you measure <laughs> on investments on your employee, employer brand activities? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great question. So, so we leverage uh, a, a tool, uh, a metric that we call return on relationships versus return on investment. So, you know, obviously that might sound fluffy, but the reality is, um, you know, how do how does anybody measure employer brand? Of course, there's tools that you know can tell you, you know, in surveys what your employer brand is, and you can benchmark and so forth. But the reality is, if you're not building relationships and meaningful relationships through your engagements, um, then then you're really not, uh, I think, uh, getting the most out of the spend that you're applying. And so we measure through through hard you know social uh, metrics, uh, engagement metrics, uh, audience growth, uh, likes, clicks, shares, comments, and so forth. And then um, and also um, 
uh, talent community signups and subscriptions. Uh, you know, all of the things that we can we can see the impact and we can we can quantify the impact of our of the quality of our content, the clarity of our message, as well as um, the impact that we're having, uh, whether people choose Merck or MSD as an employer or not. Right. Great. Okay. And uh, looking at your uh, your best tips for employee brand managers listening to this, what what would be your uh, let's say your top three? Top three for employer brand managers. Uh, be very, very friendly. Have a phenomenal relationship with your legal department. Uh, <laughs> uh, right? Define, define your, your your fences early on so that you know right, um, what's uh, in and out of scope in terms of your content. Um, I think know your audience uh, as as well as you can um, because. You know, we we truly believe that knowledge of your audience plus, you know, proof of humanity as an organization are the ways that you build trust. And without that, uh, you don't get uh, you don't get engagement. So, so definitely know know your audience uh, and tailor your content and your messaging accordingly. And then I would say, uh, you know, leverage your global um, your global perspectives, right? Because you know, in a lot of models, I believe it's hub and spoke where you have global creating a, a you know, a global, a global EVP, global employer brand strategy, and then they sort of push it out to the regions to localize. But I think there's so, there, there's so much value in understanding that, that comes from the regional markets that can inform the global strategy. Uh, so, so be, you know, tremendous listeners and absorb um, the information that's coming from your from your regions or your local markets as well. Great. Okay. And if we look at uh, the future for employer brand, what uh, what does it hold in your opinion? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of companies are looking at artificial intelligence, um, you know, very closely. Um, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of human to human and, and authentic and organic uh, experiences. Uh, that that really connect people on a human level. So I think that you know, automation has its place, but I think you'll never uh, you'll never be able to replace that that organic and authentic relationship building. Um, the future, I would say, is companies will become more transparent uh, in sharing their 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 work culture, their day to day, and also, um, you know, one of the things that we really are driving is connecting the personal to the professional and, and sharing those, uh, uh, making those connections because at the end of the day, we're, we're human beings and people uh, first and employees uh, and so forth, uh, you know, subsequently. So, so that's my prediction. More Good. human, more transparency. So the future is bright for humanity. That's, I'd like to hear that. <laughs> I'm a bit optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, final question, John. Where can uh, people learn more uh, about uh, Merck's employer brand and where can they connect with yourself? Sure, sure. So we are, uh, like I said, uh, we're on LinkedIn. I just search for Merck uh, and, or MSD. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at uh, Merck Career, uh, excuse me, MSD Careers uh, uh, or Merck Careers. Twitter, we're uh, MSD Careers. And uh, at Merck, I'm inspired uh, as the Twitter handle for Merck. 
careers. And then lastly, Instagram is uh, at Merck I'm Inspired or MSD Careers. Personally, um, I'm Instagram, uh, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, 1906 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and I'm happy to connect on LinkedIn. Uh, and, you know, search my name, John Graham, uh, or John Graham Creative. You should find me. Great. So plenty of options there. Thank you so much for your yeah. time, John. This has been great. An absolute pleasure, Jorgen. I appreciate the, uh, the time and the conversation. All right. I hope that was useful. Everything that John and I discussed will, of course, be in the show notes article, which you'll be able to find at employerbrandingpodcast.com. Right. Okay. So who's heading out to San Diego at the end of May? The Employer Branding Strategies Conference is taking place through uh, on, actually, May the 22nd through the 24th. And it's looking like the place to be for EB practitioners, at least in North America. It's probably the, the only one dedicated event solely to employer brand. I'm going to be there, so you literally get a chance to put a face to the voice. Anywho, check out the event at employerbrandingstrategies.com. And if you do decide to book, I hope you will, tap in the promo code LINK15. So that's L-I-N-K-1-5 and you'll get 15% off your tickets. Also, to make sure that you stay up to date on all things employer brand, events, podcasts, articles, etc., head on over to linkhumans.com. And sign up to our newsletter. Just scroll down and you'll see the sign-up form there. And you'll only get a newsletter once every month or every three weeks. It's definitely not too much, I hope. Now, if you find this podcast useful, please do me a favor and write a review in Apple Podcasts. Just an honest review will do, good, bad or ugly. It really helps us to reach more people. So many thanks in advance for leaving a review. That's it for this week. Very good of you to tune in. Look forward to catching up with you next time. Hey, do! So one of my favorite personal quotes is, um, you don't need permission to be extraordinary. Uh, and that was, that was Seth Godin, who is, uh, you know, deemed to be one of the fathers of, of, of digital marketing. You know, that, that one resonated with me because I think a lot of times people wait to be, uh, you know, given a dispensation to be amazing, uh, you know, whether they, they're seeking it through authority or titles or so forth. But, but I think, you know, you know, most of the world's change has been brought about by people who didn't wait for permission.